0: Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's daily devotions. Now here is the senior pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Cimballa. 안녕하세요, 안녕하세요, and for tuning in, I say in Korean, "Kam Samida." Thank you. Is this helping you? I hope it is. I've gotten some nice little notes. Thank you for sending those notes. Someone out there who watches just sent in a large check. I opened it this past Sunday. What a blessing it was as a donation to the church. Thank you. We need your donations if God should so prompt you to do it. We're we're spending the money to spread the, the gospel, not just here, but around the world. So here's one of the lesson verses that we have, lessons that we can get from the passage of Saul chasing David in 1 Samuel 24. David had had him in the cave. Saul was relieving himself. David cut off part of the garment. And as Saul left, he held it up and yelled after him. See, look, I could have killed you. I didn't because I'm not going to do it. Let God judge between us. While his men were like, I told you that big song they were singing. This is the day. This is the day. Saul is dead. Saul is dead. And David said, no, God will do whatever needs to be done. What a good lesson for all of us. Can we leave things with God? Don't judge things before the time. That's for all of us. When David finished saying all of this, Saul asked, is that your voice, David, my son? Oh, this is Saul, Saul is something. And he wept aloud. You are more righteous than I, he said. You've treated me well, but I've treated you badly. For real. You have just now told me about the good you did to me. The Lord delivered me into your hands, but you did not kill me. When a man finds his enemy, does he let him get away unharmed? May the Lord reward you well for the way you treated me today. I, I know that you will surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hands. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will not kill off my descendants or wipe out my name from my father's family. So David gave his oath to Saul. And then Saul returned home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold. Now, why would they go to the stronghold if Saul was just, my bad, my bad, my bad? Because they realized that's Saul, that's Saul, that's Saul. And just wait a little while, Saul's still going to chase him and kill him because he's one of those people like, like we've all been. We have moods. They don't go... Moods of jags of crying and lamenting and s- seeming spiritual repentance. But it's about, look, yo, yo, yo deep. They're not, it's not the deep breaking up of the heart where we really repent. And David must have known it because he could have said, Saul, you mean that? Well, then let me come down and, and see you and let's, let's, let make the good old days when I used to play the harp and you threw your sword at me, uh, your, threw your javelin at me. That's a strange passage. Never thought of that. Why did he have to go back and still keep hiding? Be on the run. So, what's the lesson here? Later on, we read in chapter 26, the Ziphites, they're always, the Ziphites are trouble. They went to Saul at Gibeah and said, Is not David hiding on the hill of Hakalah, which faces Jeshimon? So, there Saul goes down again to kill him. Well, wait a minute. Didn't he say... David, my son, you're, you're so much better than I am. I've had that in my life. How about you? We think we're repenting, but we're not. We don't let God really get down to the bottom of the whole thing. I read this modern proverb from a writer who's meant a lot to me. And he said, nothing's really settled until it's settled. If you have variance with somebody else, you have a fight or grudge. Until you both break and get down to it. Or with a husband and a wife. You know, I counsel people, tension, 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 jealousy, whatever is going on. And then they cry and they, honey, I don't know how I, and then within 24 hours, it's daggers again. What did you say? Oh, Lord, deliver us from ourselves. Demons are bad. The devil's bad. But boy, the flesh, we need every day to die. Don't we die daily to the flesh? Because the flesh has in it You know, oh, I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. Sure, and the devil just keeps reminding us of what they said. That's why I've counseled people where the wife or the husband has said something so vicious, you know, I'll leave you, I'll divorce you, and over just petty emotional stuff. It wasn't like you hurt me or I'm mad at you. That's true at the moment, but no, deeper, because we want to... We, you know, that other party knew that one will do the job. And then you know what the devil does? Even after you kiss and make up, and you go to church, the enemy comes one day and says, "Do you remember what he said to you?" Yeah, I should have married. I should have married Mary Jane, who I went to the prom with, not you. Did he mean that? Does he really believe he made a mistake? Mary, oh, no, don't tell me Satan doesn't do that. And or to the or to the husband, like how could she have said that? And the minute you start pondering it, emotions are stirred up which are not kind and nice. So, repentance is a precious thing in God's sight, and Christians need to repent. Jesus wrote a letter to Laodicea, the seventh letter, and in in, in, in uh, Revelation two and three, chapter three. Uh, So be zealous and repent. They were lukewarm. He was about to vomit them out of his mouth. Christian. And he says, repent. No, you just repent when you become a Christian. No, maybe you and I need some repenting today. Lord, bring to remembrance things that maybe are lodged in our hearts and minds and spirits that are not of you, that we can turn from them And through the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, we can truly turn away from it and be free and be free. Help us to abide in love and walk in love. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Give us that love in Jesus' name. Amen. God willing, see you Monday.